1: Today's show is brought to you by Fab Skin Hot Bodies with Dr. Jeanette Graf, a new podcast about keeping your body and skin looking toned and young.
2: Wanna look your best this holiday season?
1: Join Dr. Graf, world-renowned dermatologist, author, and skincare researcher, as she interviews famous stylists, makeup artists, and fitness gurus in order to give you the best advice and tips.
2: No beauty or skin topic is off limits, so whether you're looking for the best way to remove cellulite or how to get the perfect tan without damaging your skin, Dr. Graf has you covered.
1: Check her out today on Fab Skin Hot Bodies with Dr. Jeanette Graff.
2: Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak.
1: And I'm Steve Big Hearn, get him again Hernandez.
2: <laughs> I didn't know we were doing the, our long names.
1: <laughs> Do you have a long name? <laughs>
2: I don't want to no. No,
1: you don't have one. I have one. I give myself nicknames and they stick. It's one of my superpowers.
2: Ooh. Yeah. So, Christmas big Hearn.
1: Oh man, I'm so big tired. Man, her I is. think <laughs> last week I just said, last week I just said, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to drink, can't wait to party. I'm over it." We're uh, we're 2 days after Christmas right now, you guys, and I'm I am tired of not working. Uh, I can't wait to do a dry January. I can't wait to get business pumping along, you as usual. Uh
2: I know. I was just ready on the (laughs) 26th, day after Christmas. morning. Yeah, I got up. Set your
1: alarm for 7.10.
2: (laughs) No alarm, but I was up for sure, ready to go by 8. I was like, (laughs) just, I got a couple emails in the morning. I was like, ooh, it looks like people are back at it. And it turns out, no, most people aren't.
1: No, I had a couple of shows yesterday. uh, But yeah, I got a little drunk yesterday. I'm going to get drunk on Saturday and then New Year's Eve is Sunday. I'll probably keep it low key. And then a dry January, I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. I have to lose 30 pounds because I've put on probably about 20.
2: Just for the holidays?
1: No, and the tour too. When I was on tour up to Portland, Uh we were just eating late and getting drunk every night. I'm telling you, Julie is a real good time gal. So (laughs) this girl never says no. She's always willing to make a plate of homemade nachos. And that's going to catch up with you in the end, okay?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I need to... I've been pretty good... Food-wise, I know that this is a... Do you ever
1: do bad food-wise? This is an important... What's bad for you?
2: Bad for me, I was just going to say, bad for me is not really food-related. It's like not going to the gym as much. So I just don't feel as tight. Oh, boy. Rough life. (laughs) Sorry about that, guys.
1: I know, what are you, you, 108, 107 right now or something like that? 108? (laughs) I'm terrified to look at the scale. I actually have looked at the scale to face the truth, and it's bad. But uh, what are you going to do? It's the holidays. I know some people, I guess there'll be some point maybe in my life where I'll, I'll have the discipline, but I'm in such a, when, when I think holidays, I think of just let it go, let it rip.
2: Well, this is a shorter, what is the bonus of it just being like basically a one week holiday, one week between Christmas and New Year's and them both being on a Monday yeah. is that you really only have like the one week, it's a week and a half ordeal. Basically.
1: So uh, what did you do for Christmas?
2: Um, we, Wade and I, went to Monterey Park and ate Mex- or uh, Chinese food with Sophie and Max and Max's cousin.
1: Oh, that sounds great, right? <laughs> it was
2: so fun. And then we, like, had, like, Korean ice cream afterwards and, like, uh, watched a movie at home. It was perfect. And then That's the a- night before, we... funny his friend sent him a gif of a drunk (laughs) santa falling over i'll post this it's so funny but uh for christmas eve we went out with his friend it was supposed to be his friend and his girlfriend but they just broke up that day
1: oh no on christmas eve
2: yes i know (laughs) and we wade and i like Midday, went to the Grove. We did some drunk shopping. We were, like, in pretty good spirits and, like, kind of just feeling ourselves by the time the night rolled around. We were, like, definitely way more drunk than his friend who was, like, sad. (laughs) And then we went went out to eat at uh, this nice restaurant. I can't remember what it's called. And then we... Went and saw Phantom Thread, which I found very problematic, that movie. But um, anyway.
1: It's supposed to be problematic, though, right?
2: Yeah. You know what? I never need to see another movie about a fucking fussy ass man who, like, just really can't, doesn't want to be broken unless, like, it's so extreme and it's just like, we don't need that anymore, okay? Like, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but, like, it shouldn't have to come to that. And what the I, fuck is wrong with you? I just
1: saw the preview. I mean, I'm going to see it. We have to review. It's a P.T. Anderson I want so to talk to you about it because yeah. I
2: have some strong feelings. I was, like, pissed. I was pissed in the theater, and I was. everyone else was laughing during different points, and I was like, I don't think everyone knows how fucked up this is. And I just, I don't want to, I don't know.
1: Well, I haven't seen it, but it looks like the guy's just super controlling and throws fits and stuff,
2: right? Yeah. Just we we've spent enough money making those movies. Let's just let's make it about the fucking woman.
1: It's not about the woman?
2: Uh it is, but just in service of the man, you yeah. know? Yeah. Just so annoying. Anyway, we went to see that and we were like, probably too drunk to handle that. <laughs> <Sheesh>. <laughs> and his friend was also like, his friend is a gallerist and kind of like, uh, that movie hits right into his sweet spot of up his own ass i really like his friend
1: (laughs) are you drunk right now
2: (laughs) his friend at the end was like i gotta stay and listen to this beautiful music i was like get me the fuck out of here and then the next morning his friend sent the gif of the drunk santa which is basically how we were acting oh yeah i mean you don't
1: want to go see a pt anderson movie drunk are you crazy
2: I, you need a healthy buzz. I don't know. Boogie Nights is one of my favorite, all-time favorite movies ever. It's not like I'm not a fan. Even The Master, I don't even like when people like throw too much shade at that movie. Like I like that movie. But, but uh, you
1: wouldn't want to see The Master drunk, though.
2: I've, I could see The Master drunk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what did you do?
1: Uh, Christmas Eve we hung out at my brother's house and my mom's side and that was really fun everyone's older now there's just three kids so we just let them rip, go rip at the presents uh, but we just all drink and stand around this big island my brother has and talk and it was really nice the older I get everyone it's just nice to talk to my aunts and uncles everyone's like an adult uh, then went to the chatterbox like at one in the morning got super drunk I went home and then spent the day drinking with Julia's family so that was really fun her folks are the best. Like super great people, and her sister was there, and we start off with mimosas, and then we move on to martinis, and the parents I, drink too. Oh yeah, that's the the funnest. Whenever you have like in laws that don't drink, I, I don't, know my I parents don't, are like that. Yeah, it sucks because you can't really just relax and have fun with them. And her folks are the best. So we got there at noon and I think they finally fell asleep at 1230. So we just had lunch and then dinner and we're drinking and watching movies and talking. And it was it was really nice. So, yeah, I'm really uh, just being around them. I'm like, oh, man. And then Julia doesn't. She used to say when people were asked, because, you know, we're at that age where everyone's asking, do you want to have kids? Do you want to have kids? And Julia just straight up says yes now. Yes. And I'm like, oh, shit. But uh, And then you were around her folks, and they're such a good family, and, you know, they have money, so it's like, I guess we could have a kid <laughs> And they're such good people where you're like, I want to give these people a grandkid because it would make them very happy too. So so
2: you feel pretty ready?
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, you know, I'm a loser. You know, I bartend twice a week. yes are not my, a loser. I know, but my comedy career is going as well as it can be right now, so I'm excited. I think this next year is going to be a big year, but uh, I'm not at the place where I'm making, you know, uh, you know, sixty thousand dollars yet a year. If I could make seventy thousand dollars, then I would maybe roll the dice. But I'm just not there yet, so yeah. I'm very concerned about that kind of stuff. But I don't. Other than that, she's such a good girl, and she like loves me so much. It's like, okay, we get it. You know, <laughs>
2: <laughs> when a woman
1: just looks at you so adoringly, it's like, okay, I get it. You love me. The uh, money
2: thing is like a serious for an artist trying to have a baby.
1: Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't understand the people who just just do it. I guess they just know so much, but I don't want to put my kid through bullshit, man. Like, I I really don't want my kid to fucking be worried about. So, I, I my numbers aren't big, you know. So if I can make sixty thousand dollars a year, I probably make like forty right now. Mm-hmm. So it's like not crazy. Just like get me on a little something, get cooking a little bit, and then maybe I'll just do it. I just can't imagine not doing it at this point, like not having a kid because it's. I'm so tired. I get so tired of just thinking of myself all the time. Like, it's the grossest feeling. And
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: that you kind of stay that way until you have a kid. I, I, I just cannot wait to stop thinking about myself all the goddamn time.
2: <laughs> so today's guest. <laughs> <laughs> wait, I'm look. I'm very happy being selfish, but whatever. We don't need to get into that. Um, today's guest is our first Pete. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh Maggie West is back, but this time she's got her sex bot Lucy. Um Lucy Maggie made Lucy for uh, the show at Museum of Sex in New York. It's currently on through I think January eighteenth. February
1: fourteenth. February fourteenth. Or the day after Valentine's Day, yeah.
2: Oh really? Yeah. Okay, great. So if you're in NYC, definitely stop by. See you can also interact with Lucy. On Twitter and a little bit on Instagram, and you guys are gonna hear all about it. So,
1: I mean, I gotta tell you, I'm having sex with a robot the first chance I get. <laughs> it could even have like a wonky eye, it doesn't have to look real. As long as it's okay and someone's cleaning it after and stuff, I am having sex with a robot stat. I, and feel, it, I
2: feel like we all will, right? Yeah. That'll just be like once that it, it can like happen. Like an experience,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right. mean, and I would love for Lucy to be the first, but only consensually. So we'll, we'll see. I'm tweeting at her as we speak.
2: <laughs> you guys, we have a super special guest today. We have, I think, our first three-peat on Reality Bites, Maggie West, and her very special sex bot... Lucy 6000? Yeah.
3: <laughs> she goes by Lucy. She
2: just goes, <laughs> Lucy for short. Yeah, leave
1: the leave yeah. model number out of Okay, <laughs> <laughs> She's a person for pizza. It's her last name. Sure. It
3: is her last name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, can we hear a little bit from Lucy?
3: Yeah, sure. I think she'd love to introduce herself. Hi,
4: I'm Lucy. I'm an alien sex bot, and I've come to Earth to help millennials reconnect. I love that. According to the internet... You all are incapable of forming meaningful connections and don't even like having sex anymore. Sad. <laughs> I came to Earth from the planet Zeron. I want to seduce you all and remind you how awesome sex can be. Who wants to play with me?
3: So that's Lucy. Amazing.
4: <laughs>
2: Lucy, thank you for coming. And man, we are, I have been reading articles like millennials are in a sex slump.
3: Right? Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of how this whole project came about. um, I was approached by Lilo, um, Uh who I actually work with on the 98 installation. They they did the funding for that. Um, And they were like, we're doing a holiday window with the Museum of Sex in New York, and we want you to do something like... What do you want to do? You can do anything you want. What do you want to do? <laughs> so I had been reading all these like what I felt like were really like clickbaity articles mm-hmm. about like millennials. Do they even have sex anymore? <laughs> like millennials, they love pornography and hate sex. Like so, it was like all these. Uh, I felt like really hyperbolic pieces where like you know they'll take like an actual piece of data, you uh-huh. know but you know again it's like a sample size like like you can look into it like it's it's um i don't know but they would blow it into this like giant uh thing where it's like millennials they just hate sex so much you know right or the other um the other stereotype that i just kept seeing in like so many think pieces is that like millennials are either just over sex entirely and don't even care anymore or that everyone is so obsessed with like Tinder and like dating apps that they like can't form like meaningful connections. Like like we're just like these like hookup monsters that just wanna like fuck each other and then leave. And then like, so, so I just thought it was really interesting that those two stereotypes were like kind of going around at the same time is that both millennials are like <laughs> obsessed with casual sex, but also they're just not having it. And it's like, so I kind of rolled both of those ideas into this kind of silly narrative about this alien sex bot that's come to save us all you know (laughs) and so that's how this project got started that's
2: awesome i didn't realize that you had come up with so much of it by yourself i love that
3: yeah yeah that was uh yeah, I was I was thrilled when they let me do this. I was like I was really nervous pitching this to both Lilo and the museum. I wasn't sure how this was gonna go over, but they seemed they were they were really into it. So
2: So how did you build her? She's like a work of art. She's huge. She
3: <laughs> How much does she
1: weigh? I mean she- you're not supposed to ask.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask a woman.
3: <laughs> but really, how much does she weigh? She weighs uh, how dare you. <laughs> um she's about six feet tall and i think that she weighs probably like 110 or something oh so she's she's, i mean that's pretty heavy yeah Yeah. she's heavy wow yeah um yeah she was not the easiest thing to uh to work with and to ship (laughs) right um yeah so i built her here in los angeles um my friend eric uh who helped me with 98 uh helped me basically assemble Lucy and she is Lucy is a collection of uh, a couple different mannequins one one was like an articulated mannequin which means like at the joints bend and stuff um the other mannequin was just really hot (laughs) 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 so i basically chopped the head and the boobs off the hot mannequin and put them on the other one and then like there she's actually like an amalgamation of like all these different parts like she has i just went to home depot and just went to town and bought a bunch of stuff um so she has a bunch of wiring and stuff and then her hands are actually um, artist model hands uh, where they're like articulate hand models. So like people who are doing drawing and stuff like that will use stuff like that to as a demo to like hold a shape. Um, But it's cool because it means that her hands can actually move the way that human hands do so she can hold a phone.
2: (laughs) And finger you just like, yeah great. She
3: she can do whatever, (laughs) yeah, whatever you want.
1: (laughs) What's the installation like?
3: Um, the installation is uh, in the Museum of Sex, uh, which is on the corner of, I believe, 27th and 5th Avenue. And so on the 27th Street side, Lucy is physically in the window. Like, I built her a very, very miniature, like, bedroom that she's, like, kind of propped up in. Um, and she's on her phone, sexing, <laughs> sexing you all, you know. Yeah. Um, And then on the Fifth Avenue side, uh, there's these two very large digital screens where images of her and her Twitter feed, her conversations, are, like, playing throughout the day. Um, And then there's a few prints of her with uh, Bella Danger and Anna Fox and by herself so <laughs> so it's basically like uh, you know you can see her like Twitter conversations and um, you can physically see her if you go around the side of the museum so
2: that's so rad who so I've seen a bunch of pics on Instagram mm-hmm. of, of her and models and mm-hmm. uh, porn actors Yeah, and who was included in that series
3: oh she has she has had many lovers so. <laughs> Um, let's see. Off the top of my head, I really hope I don't forget anybody. I'm gonna do my best to not. Um, she has slept with Abella Danger, uh, and Riley Nixon and Anna Fox. All three of those are porn performers. Um she has slept with Gabby Dunn, yeah. who you've had on the show. Uh she's also slept with Whitney Bell, who you've had on uh-huh. the show um she's has slept with jasmine jay who's like a fashion blogger and megan Fay, who's a model and she slept with uh my friend justin who's a writer and uh she also slept with uh cash who i describe as a meme god <laughs> <laughs> <So> cool <laughs> So I think that that's everybody. I'm so sorry if, to anyone I'm forgetting right now, but I believe that that is everyone. <laughs>
2: that's a pretty good
3: yeah. little black book. Yeah. She's a, <laughs> you know Honestly, she would have slept with a lot more people had she not uh, had to be shipped off to New York. Um, I had to go to Art Basel, and so this project got approved about a week and a half before I had to leave town. So Lucy had to be built uh, photographed and like basically all of her content had to be done in a very short amount of time before she was physically shipped off to New York. Cause you know, once she's in the window, I can't, I can't do anything with her until she comes out. So,
2: but you took her to Art Basel as well.
3: I didn't physically take her to Art Basel. Like by the time um, I left for Basel, she was in the shipping freight to New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she had other plans. Um, <laughs> But her image was actually in Art Basel in a show called Fuck Reality. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a really cool show. It was like a poster series um, that my friend Ryder Rips did where he had like, I can't remember how many artists. I think it's like 30 artists or something. And we all had to interpret the phrase fuck reality and like do something with that um and put the logo somewhere on the poster but rather than do uh like an actual traditional gallery show ryder hired i think 20 people to wear sandwich boards um so our posters were printed on either side of the sandwich board and so he had these people basically stand out of every Uh, major art fair so like if you went to Art Basel the fuck reality people were standing outside but then if you went to like like ICA later they were also standing outside or like nada so like in some ways it was really funny because I feel like our work got more visibility than like a lot of other work at Art Basel because they were on traveling human yeah. <laughs> sandwich boards that mm-hmm. would move outside of the show what so. a great idea that's yeah cool. no yeah. it was great you know and like the people in the show actually really loved it like because like you know they all got paid pretty well and like they were having fun doing it so it was like it was a good time you know what
2: was the crowd response like
3: you know i wasn't out there for most of it but according to writer and the people that were in it like um You know, people liked it. They thought it was cool. I think we initially thought that everyone was going to be much more like trying to kick them out than they (laughs) were, (laughs) but I think that there's so much stuff going on in Basel that like everyone, like the security guards have their hands full just like dealing with all the people. So honestly, like I don't think anyone really gave them any crap. So yeah, they had a good time. It was fun. Cool. It It was a
2: good time. So how are people responding to like sexting with Lucy on Twitter? It's so funny.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So the Twitter, the Twitter application is a bot. It's like basically I teamed up with a lot of friends and comedy writers here in L.A. And uh, they helped me write a lot of. Lucy's one-liners uh uh-huh. which is great like it's wonderful to have help in that um so if you go on Twitter and talk to her it's it's a chat bot that will just kind of spit phrases at you so <laughs> and so it's it's not an AI you know uh-huh. um but if you go on Instagram um like I'm I am Lucy like <laughs> I've been running Lucy's Instagram. And, like, at first, I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. This is so funny. Like, all these people want to DM with me. But, like, so many people want to DM with me. I'm actually really having a hard time. Because I genuinely want to, like, keep up with it and, like, chat with everybody. Uh Like, I want Lucy to say at least something to everyone. But, like, the amount of DMs Lucy gets every day is really intense. (laughs) And people are so funny about it, too. Like, people seem to either... They'll either respond to it in like a really positive way or like they think it's like cute or funny or like they kind of get the joke of it. But then some people are like super weird and aggressive, like,
1: well, they're just, just they like real really life. trying to be sexual
3: with the robot, yeah, right? or or they, I think they genuinely think they're talking to a sex bot, like, yeah. like, and and like what people will do when they think they're talking to a sex bot is like kind of wild sometimes. I mean, it, every
1: would not you say anything goes if it's a robot?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean like like I'm not the only thing that I've like said that like don't do is like like don't send me dick pics. I don't really. Like Lucy doesn't want to see your dick. <laughs> <laughs> she really doesn't. Yeah. Um but like and like don't be racist. I've gotten some weird like you know, it's the internet. Anytime you put anything out there, you're going to get like some crappy elements Uh but like for the most part like the Lucy's pretty down like you know like she'll chat (laughs) with you about whatever so I think the main thing where people are getting mad is that they want They're getting mad that, like, it's not... Like, Lucy only has so many hours in the day, and she can only talk to you for so long. Uh And some people seem to get really upset when Lucy isn't constantly. And so usually at that point, I'll just be like, you should go
2: on Twitter. Go see me on Twitter, sweetie. (laughs) Uh (laughs) It is kind of like a funny line, though. Steve, like you said, doesn't anything go because she's a robot. She doesn't have consciousness, Mm -hmm. so... Well, I just, you know, this this
1: Westworld thing is really bothering me, that they're already trying to make us feel guilty for having sex with robots. I mean, just give me one week of guilt-free robots.
3: No, I mean, honestly...
2: I know you're not. Thank you, Maggie.
3: (laughs) No, I'm not trying to make anyone feel guilty about that. One of my friends at Basel, we were talking about this, and he was just like, he's like, oh, I'm ready to have sex with a robot. I'd do it tomorrow. And I was like, yeah, I mean, me too. Why not? I totally would. Yeah, you know, Because who cares?
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally. But eventually, right, don't you think, like, the technology will catch up? I don't know. I guess it's like, brings an interesting question about the yeah,
3: future. Yeah, I mean, I think... Like like the new robot thing that came out or whatever that like got citizenship and wants a baby like I feel like that is like a very different thing like at that uh-huh. point we are actually talking about crossing into consciousness whereas this is a satire about media depiction totally that's run by me and you can't have sex with it actually right. <laughs> like, no, totally totally now so.
1: I I, I, uh, I like the idea behind Lucy um, what do you think that th- what do you think it's there's something in the middle ground with millennials they're not having enough sex or they're having too much sex you think it's just all bullshit
3: i do kind of like i mean here's the thing like i'm sure some of this is grounded in reality i think especially with younger millennials like i my personal theory about this is that just like the way that we all think about sex has like changed a lot over like say the last 10 years and like people are more fine with all sorts of different types of sexuality that they weren't. Like, people are more comfortable, like, being open about homosexual, you know, like, curiosities, or just being gay, or being trans, or being whatever, you know? So, like, so I think that because in some ways we are living in a society that is way more open to different types Mm -hmm. of sexuality, I don't feel like maybe young people feel the need to front as much as they used to like maybe that's like my one theory like and I'm uh. basing this off of talking to my little sister who's like uh I'm so bad at this 18. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so bad about everything but like but I just feel like when I was her age, I was like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I'm a virgin at like 15. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to get rid of this immediately. And this is like a very pressing big deal to me. And like, again, I can't make a generalization about like all younger millennials based off my sister. But like, she didn't seem nearly as stressed out about it as I did. So like, culturally, I do think some things are changing. But I think what is to me, like more accurate is that like most magazines and newspapers and blogs have such a pressure to put out like such an insane amount of content all the time. And like everybody's vying for clicks. So I think that basically rather than do like a measured, reasonable article about something like in a lot of times, maybe even the article itself isn't like that, but like they'll put like a crazy headline on whatever just to get everybody's attention.
2: And so, it's also, like, not – it's not, like, it's gone down 80%. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, like, people are almost never having sex. It's, like, a dip.
3: Yeah. Well, and it's – and then I don't even think the dip is that significant, honestly. Right. Like, uh, I just I just think, like, right now, like, if you do anything, they have to slap a clickbait headline on it. Totally. So, like – so that's more what I'm making fun of. I do think it's really funny. Uh, there was one – website that did a piece on lucy and um they were like they did the whole thing about how it's a satire and blah blah, blah. and then they literally turned around and just did what i was making fun of they were like blah blah lucy a satire about blah blah blah. but it's true millennials today are not having the- and like, oh my god <laughs> that's so i mean funny. like in a way i was like so stoked when that happened because i thought it was so funny but i was like You're, like, really not reading the article. Like, you didn't read the the brief at all. (laughs) Right, right. But okay. You know.
2: Do you think it has anything to do with, uh, it's related to the Tinder and whatever, but, like, the phone generation that we are and, like, making us more disconnected or?
1: I don't think there's that much of a dip. I, I don't think so don't you know everybody that's having sex
2: I'm having a decent amount of sex <laughs>
1: yeah I don't I think people are and I think you're right too Maggie I think people maybe even are more comfortable with saying that they're not having sex too whereas before they had to feel the pressure that, that I think people are comfortable with being like holding back and maybe waiting for quality sex I hope that's something too oh that yeah
3: yeah I like that yeah I mean I don't know and I just think I just think because technology has evolved like anytime technology evolves so does communication and i think that like every every generation is so quick to make negative generalizations about the generation underneath it you know or they were like baby boomers they're so lazy or like xers uh-huh. what slackers like today it's like it's weird to me that the dig is like they can't connect with each other and they don't even like sex because of phones, <laughs> you know? Like, And you're like, that's just so ridiculous. It's just the way that we communicate both sexually and otherwise is different because the technology is different. Like, of course people don't talk the way that they did in 1982 mm-hmm. because you do have social media and you do have smartphones and you do have whatever, but I don't think it's like... The end of you know, sex in society. Sex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The end of relationship. And it's not even just like... You know, uh, some of those generalizations are about sex, but I think the one that's almost more offensive is the ones that, like, because of, like, social media and dating apps or, like, whatever, like, we're just, like, not capable of forming real emotional bonds and loving each other. You're like, like, that. that's dark, really. <laughs> it's
2: super dark, especially when I know, I mean, I know people that have been st- stuck, quote, unquote, on apps for, like... You know, I have a friend that's been on for, like, eight years and, like, would maybe like something, but it's, like, kind of, there's a lot of distraction and whatever. Like, that's, like, one scenario. But I also, I'm one of the people that, like, used apps, found someone, and now have a very, like, kind of traditional relationships. And I know a bunch of other people like that, too. So it's not, like... There's a lack of connection. It's no, just I don't, like a I different means. So.
3: You know, I like, I just think like, that makes it for a very like, clicky article. to be like, because of technology, everyone's bad. You right. Know? Like, right. So, you know.
1: I love this idea. I I, I think it's uh, great. I, I wish... I've never been to the Museum of Sex. What, what's it like over there? Yeah. It's
3: cool. It's, uh, you know, to be honest, I hadn't been until I did this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's really cool. It's like three levels or four levels i think it's four when i was doing the installation the elevator was broken and that was that was a lot <laughs> i probably did like more flights of stairs in those two days than i have in like most of my life you know but anyway but like uh so if you go going through the fifth avenue exit entrance where um lucy is uh there's like a sex shop where you can buy like all uh-huh. sorts of like Cool stuff that you would buy at most sex shops. Um, but then the actual museum, there in the downstairs right now, there's like a art exhibit by uh, I'm gonna say her name wrong, Zana Bain or Zara Bain. She's like a leather worker. She does like BDSM oh, cool. stuff. So that's what's downstairs right now. In the upstairs of the museum, there's like a disco exhibit which is also a bar, which is really cool. Um, And then uh, if you go one flight up, I can't remember which one's on which things, but there's like one exhibit about uh, Latin American culture and sexuality, which is cool. There's an exhibit about animal kingdom and sex yes there's a exhibit by vice uh, where that has a bunch of female artists and then there's also a vr experience that i think diplo did the music for so like there's all sorts of cool stuff at the museum of sex it's really it's nice you know are we gonna
1: ever get uh, are we gonna ever get lucy over here on the west coast
3: You know, I'm really not sure. Um, I don't actually know what is happening with Lucy until, and I know she's in the museum window until February 15th. Um, There has been a lot of people asking that. So, I mean, if possible, I would love to move her back, back to her
2: uh, her home city of Los Angeles.
3: (laughs) So I hope so, but I don't, I honestly know at this point.
2: Cool. Have has it inspired it sounds like you've had a lot of combos with your friends and stuff about like kind of futuristic sex? Yeah.
3: Well, I think for me, um, artistically this has been kind of interesting because up until now, almost everything that I've done has been photographing uh sincere emotional reactions, like uh-huh. with kiss or like or like a you know, a nude portrait or like something very real in a very artificial environment. Whereas this was shooting something artificial in an artificial environment, which I have to say is actually really nice and refreshing. (laughs) It was like kind of fun after, because I feel like a lot of projects I've done this year have been like really great and I really love them. Uh, But they've all been kind of like, heavy in mm-hmm. some ways and so honestly it was really fun to just go into the world of satire a little bit more um, which I'm looking to do a little bit more in 2018 Yay! I, I can't currently talk about what's going Ooh, on I in like 2018 but, like, <laughs> the,
2: I was just going to ask what's next <laughs> yeah
3: well the, like the themes of the future will be coming up more in 2018 and like I said I like sadly cannot talk about anything right now <laughs> um well we it, must have have been, to-
1: it must have been fun for the models to shoot too right yeah,
3: yeah. we had a really good time yeah, doing it it was like and i'm so lucky that i had so many friends that were so down to <laughs> do such ridiculous things for me you know so i literally was like like they came over and there's just like a satin bed with a six it, and i'm like all right have fun <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, try not to knock her head off. It's really a pain when that happens. Like, honestly, she's a little bit fragile. <laughs> like, her boobs come out of place sometimes. Oh, my God, pain. that's amazing. So, yeah, but everybody was a really good sport. Honestly, Abella Danger's photos with her are just, like, Abella was killing me. I was just losing it, like, the whole time. Because, like, she, like, got into it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've seen some of those on Instagram. Those yeah, are
3: great. No, I all are amazing. <laughs> like...
2: um, so we have a couple questions for Lucy. Okay. Could she, could she take?
3: Sure, she'd love to.
2: So, Lucy, what turns you on?
4: Honestly, I think all Earthlings are super sexy. I love all of you, males, females, non-binary people. Everyone is so hot. You all are going to overheat my system processor. <laughs> Did I do have a few kinks. Ooh. I like it when someone slowly unzip my files, strokes my keys and twists my wires until I reboot. What can I say? I'm not bad, I'm just programmed that way. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: okay, if you could have sex with anyone in the world, living or dead, who would it be? I think I have to
4: go with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> I bet I could make his floppy discard. If you know what I mean. he <laughs> can slide into my DMs anytime.
2: Amazing. Um, do you have any hot sexting tips, Lucy?
4: You do, you baby. Just don't be a dick. Don't send unsolicited dick pics or sext underage kids. Other than that,
2: have fun. Oh, my God. So many men in Hollywood need those tips. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. That's so fun.
3: It was It was actually really weird when I was uh, looking into, like, because a few people have been like, oh, like, what are your sexing tips? And originally, Lucy was uh, going to, like, give more of them. But then I was looking at, like, most common advice for sexing. And I actually, like, don't agree with a lot of it. You know, like, they'll be like, never put your head in a sex or like like only sex from the neck down which uh-huh. like I understand that but like realistically like who who among us has not put their face in it and stuff like that and so like totally. you know again aside from uh you know not sending unsolicited dick pics and like not sexing underage kids I actually don't know like what like cardinal rules I have for this
2: you know I would agree it's kind of like whatever works for yeah. you and <laughs> the other person yeah
1: when you guys were talking about sexting, I didn't even think about pictures. I was just thinking about words.
2: Yeah. I like words, honestly, better Yeah, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. I don't know. It's just like uh, getting the fantasy going more than like the... It's like you can look at pictures. Anywhere. You can just yeah. Google <laughs> pictures if you want. <laughs> but it's like there's more of a connection, I think, with the words. Do you have any other questions, Steve?
1: I don't uh, Lucy's... Completely answered all of my questions.
3: <laughs> great, great,
2: Maggie. We can't wait for your next project, so you got to come back on and do a, a a fourth time on the show. I would love to. <laughs> Where can everybody find you?
3: Um, well, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Maggie West, um, and uh, my website is maggiwestphotography.com. Um, if you go to my Instagram. Uh, there's a link to Lucy's. Um, if you want to follow her by herself on either Twitter or uh, Instagram, her handle is uh, at Lucy L U C I underscore six thousand. So you can you can find both of us on the internet.
2: Awesome. And how long is the exhibit up at the museum? Of uh, Sex? It's up
3: until February fifteenth.
2: Awesome. So if you're in New York, definitely walk by. And yeah. Check, that <laughs> check out. her
3: out. Sex with her.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, Maggie. Thank you. Follow me on
4: Instagram and
0: Twitter at Lucy6000. Hello, it is your the Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood.